Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Something happened in the House of Representatives today, which will now endanger this country, should the Senate go along. Moreover, it's a violation of separation of powers in our Constitution. Now, I am fully aware that I'm in the minority in this country now when it comes to defending the Constitution, defending our national security, and supporting a strong military. I understand I'm in the minority now. Some people pretend to support these things, but when push comes to shove, they do not. Some of them are my friends. Some of them are your friends. Some of the supposedly most conservative members of the House of Representatives. And they're deeply, deeply wrongheaded. I want to read something to you. An amendment to Rules Committee, print 116.19. This is an amendment they want to add to the National Defense Appropriations Bill. It's offered by a left-wing kook from California, Kahana, but it's also supported by many, many so-called conservatives, and we'll go through the roll call vote in a moment. But I want to read you the amendment. All of you in the military, they claim they're doing this for you. All of you vets, I want you to listen to this. All Levinites and patriots, I want you to tell me, once I'm done reading this, if this is what the founding fathers, the framers in particular, had in mind when they created a commander-in-chief and when, conversely, they created the Declaration of War provision for the House of Representatives. I explained this the other day, but unfortunately, we're going to have to go through this again. It's a big deal. It's a big deal what passes at con- as constitutional conservatism today. Prohibition of unauthorized military force in or against Iran. Findings. Congress finds the following. Number one. And by the way, you better believe Iran is thrilled tonight. The acquisition by the government of Iran of a nuclear weapon would pose a grave threat to international peace and stability and the national security of the United States and United States allies, including Israel. Number two, the government of Iran is a leading state sponsor of terrorism, continues to materially support the regime of Bashar al-Assad and is responsible for ongoing gross violations of the human rights of the people of Iran. Number three, Article 1 of the United States Constitution <clears throat> excuse me, uh, requires the president to obtain authorization from Congress before engaging in war with Iran. 
in war with Iran. Section B, clarification, current law. Nothing in the authorization for the use of military force, the authorization for use of military force against Iraq resolution, this is this resolution in 2002, or any other provision of law enacted before the date of the enactment of this act may be construed as to provide authorization for the use of military force against Iran. I've never believed it did. Listen. I'm moving on. C. Prohibition of unauthorized military force in or against Iran in general. Now, they just stated that Iran is an existential threat, that it must not get nuclear weapons, right? Except as provided in paragraph one, no federal funds may be used for any use of military force in or against Iran unless Congress has. Now, let's stop there. You see the the disjoint here? They say Article 1 requires a declaration of war if we go to war. And then what do they do? In subsection C, subsection 1, except as provided in paragraph, no federal funds may be used for any use of military force. Well, every use of military force is not an act of war. It requires a declaration of war. Our history is filled with examples. Now listen to this, very important. The same Congress that refuses to secure our border, the same Congress that spent a decade eviscerating the United States military, the same Congress that did nothing when China was rising up against us, the same Congress that is allowing spending to go through the roof at levels human beings have never seen before, The same Congress that wants to nationalize health care, and I would ask these conservatives, where is that in the Constitution? The same Congress in the House, the Democrats, who want to tax 70 to 90% marginal rates, who want to tax wealth. We are going to hand these people power that is not in Article 1, but belongs in Article 2 to the Commander-in-Chief. So that they get to sit there in these committees with Nadler and Schiff, Waters, Pelosi, the ringleader, to determine whether the president can order a military strike? Will this debate be in public? Will it be in private? Will it occur over a 30-day period, a two-week period? Will they be on recess? While the enemy... Is on the move. This is what the framers had in mind. This is insanity. Absolute insanity. There is no requirement for a declaration of war every time military force is used. That's not what the Constitution of the United States says. If you go to war, yes. And there have been abuses in the past, no question. But to project that onto this is a disgrace. In my lifetime, and I'm almost 62, no Congress has ever sought to limit the power of a commander-in-chief this way. It's one thing to cut off funds and actually do it and so forth, but they don't have the funds to do, the uh, votes to do that. No Congress, none. 
Even the War Powers Act, passed at the height of the power of the Democrats in Congress, doesn't so limit a president of the United States. This is an extraordinarily irresponsible and dangerous amendment. Let's continue. No federal funds may be used for any use of military force in or against Iran unless Congress has declared war or enacted specific statutory authorization for such use of military force after the date of the enactment of this act that meets the requirements of the War Power Resolution. So they're saying, excuse me, that the War Powers Resolution will apply. And by the way, virtually every president has said that's unconstitutional. And they're right. And they're right. The power Congress has is the appropriations power. And it can just cut funds, as it did at the end of the Vietnam War. Nothing in this section may be construed to prevent the president from using necessary and appropriate force to defend United States allies and partners if Congress enacts specific statutory authorization for such use of force consistent with the requirements of the War Powers Resolution. Nothing in this act may be construed to relieve the executive branch of restrictions on the use of force, reporting, or consultation requirements set forth in the War Powers Act and so forth. So Congress, the House of Representatives, has just fully embraced the War Powers Act that was passed by an overwhelmingly Democrat Congress, a so-called Watergate Congress, filled with radical liberals. Filled with radical liberals. Now, who voted for this? Who voted for this? When you come back, when I come back from the break, I'll tell you who voted for this. And isn't it interesting to you, ladies and gentlemen, that once again, these laws are passed to target one commander-in-chief and only one commander-in-chief, Donald Trump. The Democrats want tax returns of a president. Only one, Donald Trump. The Democrats want all business associations with the president. Only one, Donald Trump. The Democrats, and you're about to find out, some Republicans, shockingly, want to limit the power of this commander-in-chief to protect us from an Iranian regime that constantly threatens us, our annihilation, pushing for ICBMs, not conventional warfare, ICBMs with nuclear warheads, funded in part by Barack Obama and the Democrats. And this House, with Republicans, want to limit the ability of this president to try and fix the situation. He knows he needs to come to Congress for a declaration of war. He's been very careful about how he's used the military. And yet this irresponsible Congress that allows Social Security to sink, that allows Medicare to sink, that keeps grabbing power, power, power out of the private sector. They want more power. 535 knuckleheads want to run foreign policy. When they can't even fund the damn budget. 
I'll be right back. Mark in. Every human being has a common problem. How do I live well? Our happiness and well-being depends on how we answer that question. Hillsdale College President Larry Arn argues that the best book ever written on this subject is Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics. And a new free online course from Hillsdale College shares Aristotle's teachings that will help you lead the most complete, happy life possible. Register for this free course, Introduction to Aristotle's Ethics, How to Lead a Good Life, featuring lessons from the greatest self-help book ever written at levinforhillsdale.com. In just 10 on-demand videos, each only 30 minutes long, you'll learn how to confront the chief obstacles to happiness and make the choices that build good character. Aristotle presents a guide for securing a virtuous life. And if you take this free course from Hillsdale and heed Aristotle's advice, your life will change for the better. You can learn how to lead a good life just as every Hillsdale College student does. It's yours for free. At LevinforHillsdale.com, that's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Now, of course, this dangerous and irresponsible move by the House of Representatives will be praised by the Code Pink Republican. Oh, there's been too many wars and the wars have been too long. What does this have to do with that? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Zero. The center has moved hard left, ladies and gentlemen, and now the right is shifting leftward, too. And like the left, they wave around the Constitution in an attempt to claim the high ground. Not here. They don't get away with it. Here's some of the Republicans. I don't know that I'll get through all of them, but I should who voted with Nancy Pelosi and Acosta or whatever and all the rest of them. The hardcore hate military leftists. Who were they? Biggs from Arizona. The same guy who was president of the Senate in Arizona and sought to block the Convention of States. And finally, he's elected to the House and Arizona votes for Convention of the States. Genius. Ken Buck. Burkett. Burgess, who else? Going down the list, Klein, Cloud, Cole, Comer. It's like over two dozen of them. Davidson of Ohio, who replaced, uh, uh, who, who was that speaker before? Whatever his name was. Uh, let's see here. We have um, Fitzpatrick, Gates. Shameful. Shameful. Who else? Other Republicans, Gonzalez of Ohio, he's the one who replaced Boehner, I think, but I'm not sure. Gosar of Arizona, Griffith of Arkansas, continuing down the list, Heiss of Georgia, Hollingsworth, who else? Jim Jordan, very unfortunate. I'll continue down the list here as I look. Massey, Meadows, good Lord, Mooney, West Virginia, who else? Let's see as I go down the list. Reed, Rooney of Florida, Chip Roy, Schweikert. I'm looking. Upton, Williams, Yoho. I may have missed a couple. 
And there's about a half dozen courageous Democrats who voted with the vast majority of Republicans and said, no, you can't strip a power, this power from a president. We're not saying full-blown war, that there shouldn't be a declaration or some authorization. Of, sure, of course there should. I, I think there's grave confusion here when people say we can't keep doing these endless wars. Folks, every action needs to be looked prudentially as a specific action with a specific country. Iran has nothing to do with Afghanistan. Iran has nothing to do with Vietnam. Moreover, think about how imbecilic these comments are. Like, what is it any of our business what happens 7,000 miles away? Oh, I don't know. Maybe like the Third Reich or the rise of, of uh, the Soviet Union. What do you think they're all going to they're all going to come to be in, in Lawrence, Texas? I mean, in Lawrence, Kansas, it doesn't work that way. Not anymore. Not anymore. But it's not us. We're not the colonialists. We're not the imperialists. We're not the provocateurs. We're not going on offense, attacking people. You got to look through real glasses here at China, Russia, North Korea, Iran. What's taking place in this world? And you have to be prepared for it. Otherwise, then we do have to have declarations of war. Then we do have to mobilize our entire society and economy and culture for war. That's what we seek to avoid. These clowns in the House of Representatives. But don't you know, Mark, the Constitution compels us. It absolutely does not. And not only that, this amendment puts our men and women on the front lines in combat at grave risk. Because now the commander-in-chief is limited in what he can do to protect them, including attacking an enemy militarily. Not an all-out war. When Reagan attacked Iran, their Navy, their oil rigs, it wasn't an all-out war. He blew them out of the water because they were blocking navigable waters for oil and so forth and destroying other ships. What, we should have had a declaration of war and blown Iran off the face of the earth? That's the choice? I'm gravely disappointed. And what's happened to conservatism, I am gravely disappointed at what's happened with some of these individuals in the House, many of whom are my friends. It's appalling. I'll be right back. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty, with more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. 
And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Primus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Primus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit imprimus.hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S dot Hillsdale dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. Now, one of two things are going to happen here in Radio Land. I'll be the only one saying this, or the backbenchers will finally wake up. Like I said, you know, that sort of thing, which is okay. But you should be appalled by this, ladies and gentlemen. The move left dressed up as a conservative constitutional position. The War Powers Act is unconstitutional in my view. If Congress wants to prevent a president from going to war or taking military action, Congress has the power of the purse. What's happened is, though, they can't muster the votes to stop an act by a president. So now they try to change the Constitution through the back door with a statute. Now, even worse, do you know what this amendment is amendment to? The Defense Authorization Bill. And hundreds of billions of dollars that are being authorized to be spent for our defense. So these so-called conservative Republicans join the radical Democrats to attach it to that bill to try and force the president of the United States to veto a defense bill. While we're staring at Iran, staring at China, staring at North Korea and staring at Russia. Now, how damn irresponsible is that? Then they walk around with their chests out, patting themselves on the back that they're constitutionalists. But they're not. They just inform the enemy that they're going to tie the president's hands. And their answer is what? The military is weary. Ask the men and women in the military if they support this. And this sleazy legislative maneuver. Now they're going to force the president of the United States, should the Senate not prevent this. Will anybody over the damn Senate wake the hell up? They're going to force the president to veto a defense authorization bill? Now who's playing games with the military? Who's playing games with the military now? And it's time for Congress to seize back its authority to declare war. We'll take it back. And if there's a war... Or circumstances of such? Who's stopping them? Who is stopping them from declaring war? Nobody. Are you stopping them? I'm not stopping them. Congress can cut off funding to Afghanistan or they can declare war against the Taliban. But they do neither. They sit on their fat asses and whine and complain and go on cable TV. That's all they do. Social Security's unraveling, they sit on their butts. Medicare's unraveling, they sit on their butts. But when it comes to taking your liberty and your money, then they're excited. Then they're excited. For eight years, under Obama and McConnell and Ryan, our military was abused. If you didn't increase... Food stamp spending by one dollar. 
then they wouldn't increase our defense spending by $1. And the military took it in the neck. They say, oh, they're our greatest men and women. Well, why don't they act like it in Congress? And so what happened? We were cannibalizing planes to to make other planes fly, tanks to make other tanks function, and so forth and so on. Trump comes in, reverses course, reverses Obama course, reverses the Republican Congress's course. This is the least trigger-happy president we've had in a generation, as far as I know. And here he is, in the middle of dealing with Iran, which is threatening the existence of this country, which is building a caliphate in the Middle East, which has been in violation of the Obama deal, moving towards nuclear materiel and ICBMs with a $150 billion gift. And whose hands do they want to tie? The commander-in-chief. I am so sickened by this, you have no idea. Now, what do you think the Islamo-Nazis in Tehran think about this? Think they're upset, Mr. Producer? Probably celebrating. Celebrating. Look, look, the tough United States. Oh, look at the Congress. Even they are undermining Trump. Congress, the French... The U.N., it's a disgrace. Horrible. Some of the names I had to read to you, it was very painful. Their names were stuck in my throat. Enough of these long wars. Then defund them. Who the hell's stopping you? Except yourselves. You don't have the votes. Now, let me tell you what. The next time we're attacked, and we will be attacked, because despite what the propagandists and the code pink morons say, China doesn't sit there and say, oh, poor America, they've been in too many wars. Oh, poor America, they've been in Afghanistan for 15 or 17 years. We'll lay off America. China is on the move. China controls both ends of the Panama Canal. Do you think Ronald Reagan would have put up with that crap for one minute? No. China's in our hemisphere. Russia's now in our hemisphere, in Venezuela and Cuba. But Mark, it's thousands, hundreds of miles away. If you looked at the North Pole lately, you know who's claimed the North Pole? And all the oil that's under it? Russia just planted its flag there. Now, Mark, what's in the North North Pole? Come on, Mark. What's the Middle East have to do with us, Mark? I don't know. What did Germany have to do with us? What did Italy have to do with us? What did Japan have to do with us before they attacked Pearl Harbor? What does anything have to do with us? How moronic, how stupid are these arguments? History bears out the stupidity of these arguments. And then if you make the case as I do, well, you must be a uh, interventionist. Have you ever served? You must be a chicken. It has nothing to do with anything. I'm not a radical interventionist. And neither is the president. 
and his hands shouldn't be tied. They're real men and women on those naval ships. Those are real men and women flying those jets and helicopters. Those are real men and women in uniform on the ground. And they just told their commander-in-chief, look, you, uh, you, you have to come to us before you can take any military action. Who says? No-name congressman who you've never heard of before. Now, why do you think the framers of your Constitution created a single commander-in-chief? So he'd have an administrative role and can shuffle paper over to Congress and, hey, Congress, yes. Can you come back into session? I I know it's Wednesday, but shouldn't you be working? Hey, constituent service. On the Riviera? Hey, we got to find out what's going here. Climate change. Do you think they created a commander in chief just so he could shuffle paper to the House and Senate? Hey, guys, do you mind if I if I defend our uh, our our uh, navigable waters uh, so we can get our shipping through? Do you mind? Can you have a debate and a, and, a, and a vote on this? You know, put it on your calendar, maybe maybe 45 days from now. Can you do that? Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Here's my suggestion to Mr. Gates, Mr. Meadows, who else? All the rest of them. You want to change the Constitution? Then have the gonads to propose a constitutional amendment. You want to strip the president of his commander-in-chief powers? Then have the gonads to propose a constitutional amendment. Don't act like liberals and attach amendments to crucial bills that are intended to fund the United States military. You'll get no damn quarter from me. None. Our enemies sit here and they salivate at what was done today. Salivate. They think it's terrific. But we're here to uphold the Constitution. The very people who claim to uphold the Constitution in the House and the Senate. Let me ask you a question, folks. How have they upheld the Constitution? How have they upheld the Constitution? Have they taken the abuse of power away from the courts and the Supreme Court? No. Has anybody even put a bill in the hopper to do that? No. And yet they clearly have the power to do that. The federal district courts exist because Congress created them. The circuit courts exist because Congress created them. The only court created in the Constitution is the Supreme Court. Have you seen any of these damn so-called constitutional conservatives take a single step toward fixing that? Not one. Not one. And there they have the authority to do it. In the Constitution. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. 
but the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions, locked in the grip of political correctness. They no longer allow free and open discourse, rejecting the idea of objective truth. They peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. Now, as Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College. Those brave Republican conservatives in the House who voted with the left-wing kooks who hate the military in our country for standing up for the Constitution. They did no such thing. For standing up for the military, they did no such thing. Period. I have an exciting guest on Sunday on Life, Liberty, and Levin at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Pastor John Hagee. He has a small church of 22,000 parishioners in San Antonio, Texas. Several churches, actually. He is a fascinating man. He is a remarkable man. In so many respects. And he, like so many evangelical Christians and evangelical pastors, are caricatured by the left, a.k.a. the media. And I wanted you to hear from him. So this is a thoroughgoing interview. And it's fascinating. Remember what I told you when I started this program, Life, Liberty, and Levin. I'm going to look at all walks of life. And I want to bring on the program people who make a difference in this society. People who are contributors, whether it's through thinking, through entrepreneurship, through inventions, through hard work, through scholarship, whatever it is. And you can see we have quite, I guess you could call an eclectic list of guests over the year and a half or so that I've been on the air. And I want to continue in this regard. We've had sports figures. We've had the prime minister of Israel. We've had, you name it, attorneys general. Some are familiar to you, some are not. But I want you to know this is an absolutely fascinating interview with a very, very wise and important man, Pastor Hagee. President of the United States references him often. Other world leaders, including the Prime Minister of Israel. Very humble beginnings. He was not a particularly religious man early on either. 
But you'll listen. It's refreshing to the things, the things he has to say. It's not the usual Sunday fare with clowns like Brian Stelter who are informed about nothing. Ignoramus is all. CNN, MSNBC, clogging up the airwaves. So it'll be a fascinating program. I hope you'll check in. Also, being Friday evening and all, now is the perfect time to go on Amazon.com to Barnes & Noble, to Costco, to any number of outlets, Walmart and so forth, to secure your copy of Unfreedom of the Press. We are now going to be printing more copies because it keeps selling. It's not a fly-by-night book, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a book that's hot for a week or two or three. And the reason is the subject matter and the substance, the content is crucially important. It was important when it came out. It's important tonight, and it'll be important tomorrow. You're not going to find it at an airport. Very, very early this morning, I flew to Florida, which is where I'm broadcasting from. Unfortunately, soon after my mother passed away, a pipe in my parents' house exploded and flooded the house. And I've been working on this issue for some time now, because much of the interior of the home was destroyed. And so I go back and forth to try and deal with it. And so I'm passing the main bookstore at Reagan National Washington Airport. And I put a picture of their book display on my Facebook and Twitter sites. The book's not available there. The book's not available at LAX. The book's not available at airports. Maybe there's a rare occasion, but it's not available at airports. It's been censored at airports. There are copies and copies of Jim Acosta's book. It's shocking. Jim Acosta has sold about 12,000 copies of his book. I've sold 360,000 in seven weeks. Now, they can't possibly be doing this from a rational business model or a profit model. So it's ideological. The word went out, I guess. So if you want the book and you're traveling, you're not going to get it at an airport. You'll get CNN on your monitor and Jim Acosta's book. And by the way, Michelle Obama's book's everywhere. But you can get my book. It's in a lot of places, and we want to thank all the outlets that have it. All the outlets. Those of you who do not have a copy, I think now's the time to jump in. We could use your help. Get a copy for a family member, friend, neighbor, co-worker. We could use your help. I'm on a mission to take our press back. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877 381 
3811. Well, Secretary Costa is resigning a week from now. I'm sure that will uh, move the scale of justice in the right direction, won't it? Chuck Schumer snaps his fingers, and there you go. As I said, I'm not a special pleader for Acosta or anybody else. But um, it's amazing how the Democrats work. That's their guy, their donor. They shook his hand over and over again. He's welcomed in Hollywood. Welcomed by the Democrats in Washington and New York. And a uh, Republican Secretary of Labor resigns, and they're trying to pin it on Trump. This is what I mean about unfreedom of the press. It's disgusting. And this is also what I mean. Anybody talking about the Nigerian Christians? The Nigerian Christians. Is Ilhan Omar talking about the Nigerian Christians? No. Her heritage is Somali and she's Muslim. How about Talib? No. Muslim, Palestinian. How about AOC? Aach. Well, I believe she's Christian. And a Latinx, I believe. What about Nigerian Christians? We'll debate slavery in this country, which hasn't existed in I don't know how long, in order to advance the Democrat agenda, which is amazing since the Democrats were in charge of it. But there's real instances of slavery and torture and rape taking place now in Nigeria against black Christians, in the Sudan against black Christians. And you don't hear a damn thing about it. Except for this little article in the Washington Times by Guy Taylor, who deserves a Pulitzer Prize. This is from Sunday. The horror that enveloped Rebecca Sherubus, her world in early 2018 when her 14-year-old daughter Leah was kidnapped by Boko Haram militants in Nigeria, felt like it might suddenly end when news broke after just a few weeks of back-channel efforts that more than 100 girls taken in the raid were being released. But then it became clear that one girl, Leah, was being held back by the jihadis because she refused to renounce her Christian faith. For Mrs. Sharibu, the nightmare would only get worse. Five months after the others were set free, a grainy video emerged of a sad, frightened-looking girl wearing a light brown Islamic head covering, a hijab. It was Leah. And she was pleading for Nigeria's government to respond to the demands of the jihadi terrorist group Boko Haram which has aligned itself with the Islamic State. I just started crying, said her mother, in a recent interview with the Washington Times. wonder why she hasn't been on cable TV. That was the only time I saw her and heard from her. I don't know what is happening to her. The mother's anguish continues to this day. Now let me ask you a question, and I only ask it in the context of the insanity that is our media today. Do you think this mother who is who is going through unspeakable anguish 
would prefer that her daughter be uh, under the authority of ICE in our country or Boko Haram. I just point that out because, you know, Aach and the other reprobates keep comparing to what we're doing here to uh, Nazi Germany. The mother's anguish continues to this day. Mrs. Sharibu and a delegation of other Nigerian Christians sought to highlight that anguish on a recent visit to Washington, where they met, <laughs> excuse me, where they met with U.S. lawmakers and staffers of Vice President Mike Pence. Did they meet with Omar? I don't, it doesn't say here, Mr. Producer. Talib? Aach? Bernie Sanders? Kamala Harris? The group was hosted by Save the Persecuted Christians, a charity focused on anti-Christian violence around the world and by the International Committee on Nigeria, a non-governmental aid and advocacy organization focused on Nigeria. Icon co-founder Stephen Inada said the U.S. should be giving a stronger response to a security crisis in Nigeria that began nearly a decade ago with the rise of Boko Haram and has evolved into a landscape of chaos in the northern part of the country where minority Christian communities are targeted. Complicating the crisis are expanding clashes between ethnic Fulani cattle herders, who are mainly Muslim, and Christian farmers spread across Nigeria's predominantly Muslim northern states. Throw in widespread government corruption... And the result has been an epidemic of violence and religious kidnappings. Christian groups say Boko Haram has emboldened Muslim Fulani herdsmen to carry out. Oh, come on now. I'm working on it. Ah, shoot, I'm reading this off my iPhone. Well, to carry out acts of uh, horrendous attacks on these Christians. Now, religious tension is not new in Nigeria, an oil-rich, yet impoverished nation, and so forth. But what's going on now is outrageous. The U.S. has backed Nigeria, Chad, and Cameroon in carrying out airstrikes and ground offensive to take back villages and towns held by the extremists. But the results are debatable. It always amazes me, ladies and gentlemen... That organizations in this country will attack America more than they will attack actual, actual, modern day acts of slavery and brutality of this kind. Of this kind. It's appalling. And yet it's not discussed. Let's take a few calls here. Let us go to Lou, Milford, Connecticut, on the great WABC. Go. My radio hero, I was completely incensed when I heard about that vote in Congress today. Now, I have some heartache with the president, some issues like everybody does. But I go to sleep at night not worrying about what he's going to do on the foreign stage. And he's demonstrated that in the past 30 months. I see this as an end around with uh, uh, the Obamacare non-treaty treaty. This, this is an attempt to thwart this man's uh, lawful powers 
and I'm disgusted that the Republicans threw in. We no, 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 no. Most Republicans voted against it. But there were a couple dozen who threw in, and some of them, shockingly, are waving around our Constitution. Yeah, no, there's no question. But uh, enough of them did, despite the, uh, a few Democrats that didn't. But here's the thing. We have a move afoot with these rogue judges looking to strip him of his authority, and now Congress is attempting to do it, and they're looking for him to, to violate some uh, 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 legislation, something, something to give them an impeachment uh, uh, article. Uh, it puts people in danger in the field. It makes commanders in the field uh, second-guess decisions. It, it's, it has no practical application in, in military execution. I'm just, I, I tell you, Mark, this is a frustrating day. And this is why I led with it. It's not an issue for, you know, uh, and by the way, before I go off the air, I should mention, this is something we really need to talk about and think about. Because this is a growing movement within the Republican Party, uh, the code pink Republicans, I call them, and they're going to get a lot of people killed. They're going to get a lot of people killed, including uh, military personnel. I'm telling you, they're seizing over the fact that the president ended that so-called agreement with Iran. Yeah, but that doesn't address, Lou, some of the conservatives who've done this. Oh, no, I don't disagree, Mark. I'm, oh, they're, the, they're the ones I'm focused on. I know our adversaries. I know who they are. You know who they are. But to me, more troubling is people who we count on to uphold the Constitution, who now, like the others, wave around the Constitution uh, as if uh, they are standing up for the Constitution. They keep quoting uh, Article 1, but they never cite Article 2, and they never explain to us what the framers meant by a commander-in-chief. And the reason they don't do that is because their argument then falls to pieces. Lastly, let's see where Marble Mouth Mitch falls. Let's see how he conducts himself. I think Mitch, I think Mitch McConnell's going to be on the right side of this. I think you better watch uh, Rand Paul, Mike Lee, handful of the others who are really now engulfed in this Coke world. And Coke now partnering up with Soros. I mean, there's some very, very strange things taking place. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just saying this is what I'm watching. Is it not what you're watching? Absolutely. I, I, I'm 150%. Since all of a sudden a traditional... Rational, prudential, conservative position on national security is uh, extremism, right wing. And we're being called that by so-called constitutionalists. We must like war, Lou. Do you like war, Lou? Mark, the criticism of this president that he was going to be the exact opposite of what he is uh, with regard to foreign policy. So uh, there's no uh, Did the Democrats pass did. such an amendment against Obama? Exactly. And, and God knows, look what he did. So what are these these Republicans go right along? More than two dozen of them? It's, uh, it's, yeah, you're exactly right. They'll tell, well, I, I know they'll talk the way. I, any one of them is welcome to call into this program. There's too many of them for me to call. Feel free to call into this program and let's have a debate. I have no problem with it. All right, Lou, you're a great patriot. Thank you for your call, my friend. And we're going to take more of your calls because, as it turns out, you are furious about this. Robert in Detroit, Dan in Alexandria, Virginia, Henry in Brooklyn, Amy in Colorado Springs. I can't even keep uh, uh, any lines open. The board is full with your fury. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. Well, I'm going to continue to take your calls because the, uh, I mean, the call screen is exploding with people trying to get in here. Let's go to Daniel, Manhattan, New York, the great WABC. Go. Mark, I'm a little bit intimidated. I've never spoken to you. Um, I'm a trauma physician who's very involved with counter-terror work in uh, Judea and Samaria. I've been for 19 years. Wow. You are, as I told you, a cold screener. You are my Rebbe, uh, which is Hebrew for my teacher, my guide, and I think America's guide. I've always lamented the fact that you're not leading this country. You are by your teaching, but not enough. Uh, not, not, not enough on your part. Not enough in terms of that you have. Well, you're very kind, and no, and, no, and, and, and what you do is remarkable, too. I'm not very kind. I am yeah. absolutely uh, understating what you're doing in a nation that is so lost. What I told you, Paul Screener, was that this the route started with the 99 to 1 vote, where only Tom Cotton said no to giving away the power of the treaty and setting off the debacle, which gave Hezbollah, Hamas, and of course, our hanging mullahs, uh, the genocidal ones. Doctor, let's stop right there. You are right. I want people to understand. It was only Tom Cotton who voted no. You are exactly right. Go right ahead. And and the root, you know, when you look back and and you scale back and you look even before Tom Cotton in his um uh in in in, in his clarity. Of course, it didn't hurt that he was serving in combat for multiple tours. Uh, it goes back even further to General um, uh, Allen West, uh, the lieutenant colonel, mm-hmm. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Why, why did he lose power? He lost power because the rhinos in South Florida uh, gerrymandered him out of a district, because mm-hmm. they, uh, give it, making it uh, Democrat, because they, he basically was a real deal, and he was too threatening for them. So that, that the garbage that we have, probably in the Pentagon, because I think he stepped down as a direct result of orders he got, and... And it was very, made very clear to him what they expected in terms of politically correct rules of engagement. He told the Pentagon and the garbage that was leading it, go screw yourselves. We are not going, I'm going to leave my, bring my, homes, my boys back home alive, not dead. I'm out mm-hmm. of here. And so Alan West, one of the best we have, and I followed him closely, he stepped down because of what he was told, I think it was under George Bush, the rules of engagement. And, um, and it was because he didn't listen to those that probably a lot more came back alive. But he, he just had his, had, he had his fill with the, with the armed forces. So what do you make of the House and what they did today? <laughs> what do you, uh, my, my, uh, my God, my, my, my Rebbe, 
the bottom line is is that this is nothing but the House of Representative is is the is the garbage that we've gotten that we've inherited from from AOC from the Ilhan Omars. I mean, look at Omar. She was pulled out of the hubble of a hell of a refugee camp from 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 the wonderful source of in Mogadishu. Remember Mogadishu? Why were our soldiers there? Why were they paraded and butchered the way they were? Because they went there to save Somali uh, people that were being mm-hmm. slaughtered by these by these um, by these uh, lunatics that that uh, apparently were very powerful and 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 we, we know the you know black this is what we got our gift for saving Somali lives God knows how many is the Ilhan Omars and the Rashid Talib that lie and apparently get away with it we have so much that's so wrong with this country and you know Mark I really Dr Levine I should say you are so what is needed in leadership in this country and we put our fingers in the dike um, gaining and gleaning from from the from our teachers like you but but it's just the fingers in the dike it's not I mean how many people do we have even conservatives look at the conservatives that are voting on this we have you know they say that uh, Moses made a, a, a left turn he should have made a right turn and Jews would have been better off and so would the world have been but at the, at the end of the day although Iraq was a, a threat and we know for a fact that they had tons of chemical weapons and biological weapons which apparently could not be articulated by George Bush. We know it because we saw those milk tankers pouring into Syria right before the war. Yet Bush couldn't it, couldn't articulate that. Um, we we the, the fact is is that you you just see such weakness, such 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 weak leadership throughout the history of the Republican Party. And and, and I really I know that <laughs> this is probably the last thing you would want, but we desperately need someone with the clarity of vision of what you enumerate. And, well, and- you're, Doc, you're very kind. Don't get mad. I got to go. I think we actually have somebody like that right now in President Trump. I have my role. Others have their roles. And my role tonight is to point out the I have no tolerance for those who position themselves and try and create a narrative and wave around the Constitution when, in fact, what they did has nothing to do with the Constitution whatsoever. And I want to thank you for your call, Doctor. I'm going to tell you something that's stranger and stranger to me, folks. A lot of conservatives, not necessarily these, but others, they love co-sponsoring bills. Like if they co-sponsor a bill with AOC or they co-sponsor a bill with Bernie Sanders, they're very proud of themselves. Why are they proud of themselves? These people hate America. I'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickhouseLevin.com, that's BrickhouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. 
You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Mark Levin, the champion of liberty and true conservatism. Call Mark now, 877-381-3811. Just, you understand that the... Even under the War Powers Act, the president can act really unmolested for about 60 days. After that, a variety of requirements kick in or triggered. Now, this act was passed. I'm doing this by recollection. I think in 1973. uh, And uh, Richard Nixon had vetoed it. And it was. uh, His veto was uh, overturned. And. um, Every president has objected aspects of this. But what the House did today goes further, in my view. It goes further. It's absolutely unnecessary what the House of Representatives did today. It's a cheap shot. And there's no time for cheap shots when you're dealing with Iran. And may I add that Congress already screwed this up with the Iran deal. The Republicans in the Senate screwed it up by turning a treaty power into a statute and then, even worse, requiring a supermajority vote of the Senate to prevent the deal. That is, to overturn a presidential veto. So they turned it entirely on its head, purposely. And Bob Corker, among others, was behind that. And it was Tom Cotton who said no. And the House went along, too. Now they say, you know, we want our war-making powers back. The same Congress that surrendered the treaty power in the Senate, I should say the same Senate that surrendered the treaty power. Now you hear, well, you know, I didn't do that specifically. They did that and so forth. If you believe that you're not being snooped on, well, then I'm sorry to disappoint you because you are. Hackers, governments, and ad companies all slurp up your data. That's why I strongly recommend getting the software I trust to protect my own online activity. ExpressVPN. Their apps use powerful encryption to secure your data. ExpressVPN runs in the background of your computer or phone. And then you use the internet just like you normally would. Now you download the app, click to connect, and you're protected. It's that simple. I never go online without ExpressVPN, and you shouldn't either. ExpressVPN is the fastest VPN, costs less than $7 a month, and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Take back your online privacy like I did with ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash mark. That's expressvpn.com slash mark for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash mark to learn more. All right. Amy, Colorado Springs, Colorado, XM Satellite, how are you? I'm good, Mark. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I'd like to echo that last caller. You're the one that got me involved um, a lot more out here in Colorado with politics. 
and being conservative. Um, you know, I've, I've been involved with the Convention of States and signed petitions to get our Electoral College back here. Um, I follow all my senators and my governor, um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. online, and I've just become way more involved, and I want to thank you for that. Well, thank you. Uh, and um, I just wanted to say I'm a military spouse of 20 years plus, and let me tell you what Congress did today is infuriating. My husband's life is in the commander-in-chief's hands. And to be honest with you, my husband served under several presidents, and I trust President Trump um, in his judgments. He's done nothing to get us into, into needless wars. Um, he's, he shows a love for military that I haven't seen for years under Obama. And Obama basically used our military as a social experiment and nothing else. So mm-hmm. um, I'll tell you what, I trust the president more than anyone when it comes to Iran. And so I, you know. And, and, and I mean, let me ask you something. You're, you're in a, uniquely qualified, I believe, to, uh, to respond to this. What if we have to attack Iran? I mean, in fact, it's very possible that we will. They're a belligerent regime. They are a terrorist regime. They have us in their sights. I mean, what, what are we, what's a president supposed to do? I mean, and so in reaction to that, the House of Representatives, with the support of over two dozen Republicans, many of whom are so-called conservatives, vote to encourage the Iranians. How else do you describe this? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um, you know, they're seeing they're seeing that the Congress does not even stand behind who we have as our have elected as our leader to trust with our military. So you know, and if we have and then to let me tell you, if we're attacked, and then the, then they'll be holding hearings. How did this happen? You know, who was asleep at the wheel? Congress is basically reactionary. That's basically what it is. Yes, exactly. Can, can you imagine these knuckleheads having a substantive uh, role in making decisions about military operations, per se? They have a very broad power. It's a big power uh, to declare war. Right? But when you declare war, that means war. That doesn't mean some military action. That means war. Mm-hmm. Now, that's different. Then taking out uh, certain naval ships, taking out certain sites and so forth. And when you declare war, you're declaring that you're going to use all the economic, military, societal power of a country to destroy another country. Is that what the president's doing? No. no absolutely. No, absolutely not. And to trust the Congress to get together to do anything, they can't even secure our border, Mark. This I know. It's sick. Yeah, it's sickening. And it's it, sickening. It is. And, you know, it, it's just, I don't trust Congress at all with, with my husband or his unit or anything like that. I, I would much more trust President Trump. This is where we get in trouble when, the, when Washington loves bipartisanship, you know? It's always mm-hmm. bipartisan sh- uh, 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 bipartisanship in one direction, isn't it? Yes. yes. All right, um, Amy. Best to you and your husband, and God bless you. Dan, Alexandria, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go. 
you usually calm me down at the end of the day, but now you've got me shaking. Yeah. Because I hadn't heard about this uh, National Defense Authorization Act. Amendment. They're obviously telling Trump, go ahead and veto this. You have conservatives voting for this, attaching it to, to that bill. What do they want, the president to veto it? Well, we Apparently. have the best military in the history of the world, and uh, now they want to take away our commander-in-chief. Well, don't you want to substitute Maxine Waters? Oh, I mean, now, uh, they're operating, with, with regard to national security strategy, they're operating at a sixth-grade level, uh, with apologies to any sixth-graders who might be listening. Um, now who am I to say that? Uh, I mean, I've got a, I've got a master's in national security strategy, 31 years in the Air Force, retired now, Brigadier General. You were uh, Brigadier General? I, I was. We've got God to bless you. In chief. Thank you. All right, man. Well, thank you for your service. And so all these so-called conservatives in the House. See, they're standing up for the military. The military's worried. Why don't they consult with the military? Because I guarantee the military rank and file, men and women, are furious with what the House of Representatives did today. And now they're trying to force the president. They're actually trying to get the president to sign this bill. And if he doesn't, he'll veto it. The authorization, the National Defense Authorization Bill. They're trying to box him in. Well, he's trying to deal with Iran. It's shocking to me. Ron, Woodbridge, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go ahead. Hey, Mark, I'll tell you what, buddy. My blood has been boiling since you started talking about this today. And uh, I went and scoured all of our favorite websites, you know, Drudge, Breitbart, uh, Daily Caller, etc. Not a word on it. It's just like, so what? So what? Nobody cares. You're in the streets banging the pots and pans. God bless you, sir. God bless you. I served under Reagan. I got two kids that are active duty, and it scares the living hell out of me. Well, first of all, thank you and your family. You're you're heroic. Uh, And I can't speak to those specific sites because they're all my buddies, but I will say this. A lot of people agree with them. I call them the Code Pink Republicans. And it's, and it's absolutely stunning to me because it undermines the United States military. It undermines the commander-in-chief. It violates separation of powers. And the Iranians are sitting over there chuckling. Aren't these some of the same people that were outraged when Obama handed them that top-of-the-line drone and then gave them $150 billion? Where are they now? Mm-hmm. Well, you're right. It is unbelievable. Well, God bless you, sir. You're doing the Lord's work. Keep kicking that rear end. All right, sir. Thank you, and thank you for your service. I don't. I, I, I'm quite stunned by what took place today. Of course, I expect it from the Democrats in the House, but the so-called constitutionalists waving around the Constitution in defense of this? No way. I'll go toe-to-toe. You're, they're welcome to call into this program. They know how to do it. Henry, Brooklyn, New York, the great WABC. Go ahead. Hey, Mark. How are you? Okay, thank you. With you. Thank you. I just want to make a point that I uh, passed by JFK and O'Hare to try to get your book, and uh, it was nowhere to be found. Is that not shocking? 
Unbelievable. It's number one on the New York Times list five weeks in a row. It's on the New York Times list now almost for two months. And the bookstores at the airports won't carry unfreedom of the press. I, I, I've never had this done to a book before. It's really crazy. It goes back to them trying to block us on social media and other forums. They're just trying to block our voices. And uh, I commend you for being so strong and powerful in, in spreading the word on the fake news. Uh, but my point in calling is what do the Democrats expect us to do? If Iran attacks an oil tanker while, while the Democrats are on vacation in Puerto Rico on the beaches, are we mm-hmm. supposed to wait for them to Watching come back? Watching the uh, Hamilton movie while uh, some of the government officials there are stealing the, uh, the uh, hurricane relief money. Exactly. Are we supposed to wait for them to come back from Well, Puerto according Rico? to them, they'll say, well, Trump has 60 days. Okay. Well, I, this is crazy. So the president's under a clock? I mean, this, this War Powers Act has always been ridiculous to me. If Congress feels strongly enough that a president shouldn't be doing what he's doing, then muster the votes to defund the activity. But you cannot change the Constitution. And what you're saying and what all these callers are saying, many of whom have served in the military and are serving in the military, is you can't do this to a commander in chief. You don't know what kind of situation we're going to confront. He needs flexibility to make decisions. They need to be wise military decisions, decisions that protect our military while our military is in action. And, of course, ultimately positions that protect the United States. He's the commander in chief. Nobody's saying he should be able to declare war on his own. Nobody is. Nobody's saying we should go to war willy-nilly. Somebody said that. Nobody said we should intervene in everything. But when Iran is attacking, and if Iran is attacking, or if Iran plans to put nuclear-tipped ICBMs aimed at America, intends to build them, well, guess what? We shouldn't wait for that. Now, should we? Exactly. And, and it goes back to conflating retaliation with starting a war. If, if we take down a few of their uh, airstrips or, or attack a few of their, of their oil tankers, that's a retaliation. That's not yep. starting a war like Israel does. You know, when, when Israel sees something, they, they knock down. Well, their, you make uh, a very important point. Are they sitting around in Israel debating of whether they should declare war? Iran's on their foot uh, right on their stoop. And they say, okay, you come that close, you do this, you do that, we're hitting you. That hasn't resulted in an all-out war, has it? Exactly. And it goes back to these cold pink Republicans, as you call them, spreading the word that if we attack them, it's going to start a war. It's not going to start a war. They're not stupid enough to want to start a war with the United States. They're choking on their sand right now because of the sanctions that are in place. and. I want to thank you for your call, and I, and I want to mention two things on these sanctions. We have issued, or what has been issued, are seven waivers that could finally end this regime. I have no idea why we're accepting any waivers at all. That's number one. Number two, it is my deepest hope that the administration, which has been doing superbly diplomatically and economically and militarily with Iran, it is my firmest hope that this, uh, that this, that this uh, Neville Chamberlain, who runs France and ran over there, the weasel, Macron, 
and spoke to the uh, president, the uh, president uh, of Islamo-Nazis in uh, Tehran. It's my firmest hope that the purpose of that wasn't to try and get our president to start negotiating with Iran. I'm quite serious about this. I have no idea. I just can smell it in the air. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. I hope these so-called conservatives in the House of Representatives understand how furious you are with them when they talk like, act like, and try and push the narrative of, of and position themselves as uh, defenders of the Constitution, trying to take back power that Congress has lost. I have no problem with taking back power that Congress has lost. Maybe they should start with the bureaucracy and the courts, but that's all right. But undermining the commander-in-chief, who has to make very, very crucial decisions, very difficult decisions, and say, okay, the clock is ticking, and if you spend one penny in dealing with Iran, we expect you to tell us. And then you get the 60 days under the War Powers Act, and after that, blah, 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 blah. While he's trying to stare them down. This is a horrendous regime in Iran. It's killed thousands of Americans. Incredible. They're trying to get ICBMs with nuclear warheads aimed at us. You don't need ICBMs with nuclear warheads aimed at Israel or Saudi Arabia or Egypt. Garden variety missiles will do just fine. They're called intercontinental ballistic missiles. Here's something interesting. There are over 2 million burglaries reported every year. That's one every 13 seconds. What's crazy is the only one in five homes have home security. And maybe it's because most companies don't make it easy. And that's why Simply Safe is transforming home security by breaking down those barriers to get you the best, most reliable, comprehensive protection available anywhere. Simply Safe protects every door, window, and room with 24-7 professional monitoring. Their police dispatch is up to 3.5 times faster because they use video verification. Simply Safe has no contracts or hidden fees. System is designed to blend right into your home. No wires, no drilling, easy to order, easy to set up, usually in under an hour. Plus, prices are always fair and honest. Around the clock monitoring is just $15 a month. Visit simplysafemark.com to get free shipping and a 60 day risk free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to simplysafemark.com. 
so you know they know that we sent you. It's simplysafemark.com. I have an idea during this break. For those of you who haven't done it yet, it won't be painful, I promise. Let's have a little search. Go to Amazon.com, 40% off, finally get your copy of Unfreedom of the Press, thumb your nose at the mass media, thumb your nose at these airport stores. I'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, it's me, America, Mark Levin, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Sebastian Gorka is a great American patriot. You know, they've been trying to take him down as long as I can remember. Before Trump, during Trump, after Trump. And um, he's just a very, very solid, good guy. Very articulate, very wise, very intelligent. And so they hate him on the left. And uh, there was this reprobate from CNN that instigated uh, a confrontation with Gorka, which is a mistake. I have my good friend, Seb Gorka, here. Seb, how tall are you? 6'4", 260 pounds. You're a big boy. (laughs) That's true. Now, this guy thought he was a big boy. (laughs) He's he's a little schmuck. I went after him, right. Yeah, exactly. So tell us what took place. It's incredible. We we have the full video. Luckily, one of my colleagues uh, filmed the whole thing. So we went to the uh, social media summit with the president yesterday. Had an amazing time. Afterwards, he invited us to his historic press conference with the attorney general about the uh, the censorship, uh, the uh, census and citizenship question. And after Attorney General Barr, the president made their statement, they returned. They left the Rose Garden to return to the Oval. And this individual who writes for Playboy and is paid by CNN was standing next to us. We were the seated guests. He was behind the rope line. And he, he yelled at the president, why aren't you taking any questions? And after the president left for the Oval, he, under his breath, but we could hear him, he said, effing moron. To the to, about the president. About the president. About the president. At which point. Hold on now. Up, and this is a CNN paid contributor with a hard pass to the White House and a member of the Correspondents Association of the White House. Unbelievable. And, and then one of us said to him, are you sad, Brian? Don't be sad. At which point he yelled to all of us, spread his arms out, the guests of the president in the Rose Garden, and said, you are all demonically possessed. We have this on video. At which point I shouted to him, what, and you're supposed to be a journalist, because I recognized him. This is a guy who's been verbally abusing Sarah Huckabee Sanders for two and a half years. At which point, in front of everybody, this lunatic asked if I want to go outside to settle this mano a mano and have a fight outside the White House. (laughs) I got up, I walked over to him, and I called him what he is to his face. I said, you're just a punk. This was in the Rose Garden, Mark. It was absolutely surreal. And uh, there was a New York Times reporter there, wasn't there? 
there was a New York Times reporter and Jim Acosta was there as well. And both of them, this, this, this is where it gets in, this is where it goes right to the heart of your book uh, on freedom of the press. Both Miss Rogers and Jim Acosta tweeted out that afternoon an edited version of the video that removed his instigation, his insults to the president's guests, and his uh, taunt to fight me outside. And then Acosta tweets the following. This happened in the Rose Garden today. Journalists threatened with violence. Unbelievable. <laughs> Acosta, you know how many books he sold? 12,000. <laughs> how many have you sold in the first day, Mark? The first, well, when it first came out, we had sold or pre-orders 127,000. <laughs> Thank you for coming on my show. What a great book. <laughs> first of all, you do a great radio show on Salem uh, and America First. And you've taken to that very well. And you, you have no formal training. I never had any formal training. I just love talk radio. You just love talk radio. And uh, how do you like this site, Mediaite? Isn't that a joke, too? <laughs> Well, there's Mediaite and there's Media Matters, but you know what's really great, Mark? Yes. Is I always thank Media Matters and, and Mediaite because they, when, when they really hate me and, and they, they, listen to, they listen to my show, that's the funniest thing. They listen to your show. They listen to all of our shows. And when they transcribe the segments of our shows, they hate the most. And I always thank them on Twitter. I say, <laughs> thank you, guys. I don't have a transcription service. Thanks for transcribing <laughs> my show for me. I often link to them. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, these are these are really uh, buffoons. Well, listen, you're doing a great job. We appreciate it. <laughs> and I would have bet on you. You could have crushed that guy. Well, that's what the president tweeted out this morning. He was very funny at 8 a.m. He uh, tweeted out a uh, big win for, for Seb Gorka. So that's that's who the president is. All right, my friend. God bless. Take care of yourself. Thank you, Mark. God bless. You too. A friend of mine just sent me something here. Let me let's see. We're, we're live radio here, baby. So there's a new book coming out. Uh, by a leftist by the name of Tim Alberta. And he'll sell a lot of books, probably. You shouldn't buy his book, in my humble opinion. He's a leftist. Republicans against Republicans and Trump. Well, he's a political guy. And my buddy Dan Real just sent me an excerpt from his book. Quote, Boehner, that would be the former speaker. John Boehner placed much of the blame, I guess, for how he went sideways with conservatives on conservative radio host, Mark Levin telling Alberta that after nine 11 quote, Levin went crazy, right? And got a big audience and he dragged Hannity to the dark side. He dragged Limbaugh to the dark side. I used to talk them uh, all the time and suddenly they're beating the living S out of me. I think I saw that before. Didn't you, Mr. Producer? I guess uh, somebody's. I guess they're impressed with it over there, Mr. Albert uh, Boehner. And so, yes, we have a tendency to encourage people in one direction or another, but I don't drag anybody anywhere. Rush thinks for himself, so does Hannity. So do they. But we are on the cutting edge, quite frankly. But they do think for themselves, and they're very good men. And they're very, Look, they were great at this long before I was long before I was. The reason why Boehner went sideways with conservatives is because he's a clown and he went after the Tea Party. And now look what he is. He's like the chief mouthpiece or lobbyist for the pothead industry. Isn't he, Mr. Producer? 
And what do they call pot to make it sound good now? Cannabis, right? Cannabis. You know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this Boehner. You know, uh, Levin TV, we used to have a bar in our senior. I never quite understood it since I don't drink. I mean, a sip of wine here and there if my wife insists, but I don't drink. And it's it's not a religious thing with me. It's not a, an alcoholic phenomenon. I just don't like the taste of booze. It's that simple. So anyway, we uh, they said, well, call it an ice cream bar. I said, no, I have a better idea. We'll call it the John Boehner Memorial Bar. The guy was known to like to sip now and then, and he's a chain smoker and so forth. My problem with Boehner was never personal. My problem with all these republics, I mean, Republicans, it's not personal. He got to be speaker as a result of the Tea Party movement, and then he turned on the Tea Party movement, and McConnell did the same thing. And so I wouldn't give them an inch. Mr. Producers, my witness to all this, aren't you, Rich? Pounded McConnell. Supported a, a candidate against him in the Republican primary. None of the others did that. None of the others who now uh, ring the alarm bells about uh, the state of the nation and the establishment going after Trump. In my opinion. Jacqueline, Mesa, Arizona, on the Mark Levin app. How are you? I'm upset and happy to have you. I was appalled. I missed the first couple minutes of your broadcast, and I heard you discussing the fact that the House has now attached uh, uh, to a resolution or an amendment uh, for a bill that will usurp power from our commander-in-chief, who's the only person in the United States that we vote for with Electoral College and popular vote. It's a very, very important point. He's the only person who's elected nationally. And I don't want 635 idiots. 535, but who's counting? Over our military maneuvers. Mm -hmm. They have their role, but this isn't it. They absolutely have their role. And if they want to, quote unquote, reassert their authority on the war making side, then reassert it. That has nothing to do with this. If the president believes that military strikes or limited actions are necessary, Congress doesn't get to dictate to him. He's the commander in chief. Now, if, if he if he wants to send, you know, 200,000 troops and uh, and this, that and the rest of it for a prolonged uh, a military action. Yes, that's a war. I got that. I understand that. But you have to be able to discern these things. The president does and Congress does. It's a balance. It's a balance. But what they did here and the way they did it with an amendment to the uh, National Defense Authorization Act is a disgrace. Because now, if it gets to the Senate, the president has to sit there and decide if he's going to veto the National Defense Authorization Act. And he's set up in part by uh, over two dozen uh, Republicans, so-called conservatives. Left a voicemail with Andy Biggs. This guy Biggs, I'm I'm no fan of his. I never. He goes on Fox. He's Mister Conservative. When he was president of the Senate, he single-handedly prevented a vote on the Article Five Convention of States resolution from me- making it to the Senate floor. Relatively quickly after he got elected to Congress and was elevated to the federal Congress, the Senate and the House in Arizona passed the resolution, and Arizona is now one of the fourteen states. 
He claims to be defending the Constitution. He's not. All right, my friend, I appreciate your call. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Let us go to John Coatesville, Pennsylvania. Very nice area. We used to drive around there when I was a kid. Listening on the great WPHT. How are you, sir? I am very well. It is a privilege and an honor to speak with you, sir. Thank you, brother. So I have started listening to something from Hillsdale College called Is Congress Broken? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm only very early into it. But they talk about the fact that Congress's job, according to the Constitution, is to make laws. And that laws are not to be specific to any particular group or ethnicity or anything like that. They're supposed to be general. Mm -hmm. And what Congress is doing, I think, violates their rights given under the Constitution because they're not doing what they're supposed to do. What are your thoughts? Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean... Look at the hearings they're holding, which are uh, Soviet-style hearings against uh, political opponents of the state. And yet, in this case, it involves the President of the United States, his businesses, his family, his staff, his associates. We have never seen anything like this in American history. Then when it comes to passing legislation, they delegate authority to a vast bureaucracy, a permanent bureaucracy. Uh, Some people call it the deep state. It's the administrative state, which passes... Hundreds of laws every year, thousands of laws. The Federal Register is so long, nobody reads it. you got to hire lobbyists to cut through pieces of it if you're a company or a business or a union or what have you. It's, it's just absolutely appalling. And then they just keep making the government bigger and bigger. They keep expanding their power, whether it's health care, whether it's the environment. Uh, and when it comes to actually doing what they're supposed to do in the Constitution, make sure we're secure, make sure the defense of our country is properly funded, um, real immigration laws that are enforced and so forth, they don't do it. They're absolutely opposed to doing what they're supposed to do because it requires them to uphold a civil society and a republic. They don't want to uphold a civil society and a republic. They want to change the very nature of this society. So I agree with you completely. And what they're doing here, with the help of a few uh, uh, of, uh, I think, uh, confounded or misdirected uh, conservatives, is they are undermining the the constitutional authority of separation of powers involving the commander-in-chief. They're not without power, the House of Representatives and the Senate, when it comes to war. They have the ultimate power, the power of the purse. They can't get their act together. That's their problem. But they don't get to change the Constitution through the back door And here they are amending a bill that is crucial to our national security, crucial to our our military personnel, and amending it, telling the president, well, if you don't like what we're doing to try and limit you, uh, then veto it. I mean, it's pretty damn outrageous. I I absolutely agree. And so just for my clarification, the, the three branches of government... Who, who, which branch can declare war? The Congress can declare war, but the President of the United States also has military uh, authority as Commander-in-Chief. And this is exactly the rub and the, the kind of balance and the uh, back and forth that the framers of the Constitution intended. 
So if you're going to have an all-out war, you need to involve the entire body politic. That is Congress. That's the intent. It hasn't always happened. That's not Trump's fault. Uh, on the other hand, a president is commander-in-chief, one commander-in-chief, one commander-in-chief of the United States military forces, has to be able to make decisions to protect those military forces and, if necessary, to use them very, very quickly. Congress is a deliberative body, and it's pretty damn bad at that. I, All I right, my friend. I absolutely agree. Thank you very much for taking my call. I appreciate it. You got it, pal. Take care of yourself. Let's see. Mike, Independence, Missouri. How, how are you calling us, Mike? What are your call letters there? I think it's WHB. All <laughs> right. Have a block on today. Go right ahead. Here. So, yep. um, anyway, this is just, I mean, it's absurd. I feel betrayed by those particular three. You know, Getz and Jim and, and uh, Mark Meadows. I, I just can't believe it. Okay, okay let's hear something Congress is supposed to do. Why haven't they given us a few billion dollars to protect our grid? So what if this scenario, are they going to keep the uh, nuclear suitcase? All right, let's hold on here. You make an excellent point. This grid that we have, this electrical grid, it is naked. And it is open to a very simple electric attack, electrical attack. And I've had experts on this program and on TV, on all my media formats and forums to discuss this. Uh, And Peter happens to be a friend of mine. And it doesn't take much. Now, they might say, well, we've been pushing for this. Well, you push for this the way they push for, uh, you know, uh, Medicare for all, quote unquote, push for it relentlessly. And they don't. And uh, yeah, I, I saw the show. I've read some books on this. Here's the problem. What if we have an hour or two to thwart one? What if one of them people has a nuclear weapon from a ship? Well, they'll tell you under the War Powers Act, the president has 60 days to act, and then there's various triggers that take place. Okay, but I'll I'll pick up your scenario. How do we know what's going to happen in the first 60 days? What if it's going to be day 65? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, the president has to be able to make decisions about these things short of all-out war, correct? Correct, correct. That's what we don't want. Right. And so we want to avoid declarations of war that involves the the absolute husbanding of all of our resources. On the other hand, if we're going to do it, Congress should be involved. I agree with that. But what they, this amendment that they passed in the House of Representatives has absolutely nothing to do with that. Thank you for your call, Mike. Much appreciated. We'll be right back. Says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. It's my man. By the way, tomorrow's Saturday. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? They may not know it in Colorado because, you know, they're busy buying stuff there. Anyway, uh, and smoking. it. Um, Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Fox, you know, I really have to salute Fox. They they do a hell of a job. They treat me very, very well. I'm just telling you. They've now taken to running my show, my live show on Sunday, and then a rerun of one of my shows on Saturday. And it's 7 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow night, Saturday. 
7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We know how to do the math. They're going to rerun Pete Hegseth's interview of me on Life, Liberty, and Live In on Unfreedom of the Press. So I hope you'll check that out. And then the next day, Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, is the uh, fabulous interview. And their fabulous interview is not because of me, but because of the guests with Pastor John Hegie. I really want you to listen to this. He is a remarkable man. He has some very, very great insights, too. When President Trump says America will never be a socialist country, he couldn't be more right. And that's why it's so troubling that a proposal from the Department of Health and Human Services would move us in that direction. The International Drug Pricing Index would adopt socialist price controls set by foreign countries, including socialist countries. Today, Americans get access to cutting-edge therapies for diseases like cancer nearly two years before other countries. This will end. And the future holds incredible promise for fighting diseases, really hard diseases. This will end. The HHS proposal would cripple both America's world-leading medical innovation and its availability to you. We have fewer new cures, and we'll be, it'll be harder to obtain them. We should control costs with market-based reforms. I mean, even when you buy toasters, the antitrust division makes sure there's market-based reforms. That's all. Competition. Not more government. Foster competition. Make other countries pay their fair share. Not with socialist price controls. Keep America great by keeping American medical innovation great. Visit protectmypartb.org. Protect my part B as in boy dot org paid for by Americans for tax reform, an outstanding organization. I might add. Absolutely outstanding organization. Ron Livingston, Texas XM satellite. Go. Yeah. Hey, hey, Mark, how you doing? All right, sir. Thank you. All right. My, my thing is, is that if, if Trump is such a warmonger, then when Syria was hitting their people with chemical warfare, killing their own citizens, he was able to strike that one bomb, and it ended. In other words, he just hit them uh, for a few hours, and that was that. That was that. So we didn't need... And a president um, has to be able to do that. That's right. We didn't need to go to war. No. We did not need to fight this big, you didn't need to get into UN and all this involvement. It was over. I agree with you. Okay. And, and he has to be able to do that. If you look at the restraint that this president has used, mm-hmm. I mean, when, when you look at um, when, when Iran uh, shut down that drone, mm-hmm. he over there, let's send in 10,000 troops. And by like, the way, and by the way, apart from sending. 10,000 troops, he would have been well within his authority to take out a few of their ships and oil rigs, by the way, and missile sites. Absolutely. Absolutely. But he would, he, he was concerned about human life, right? Mm-hmm. So he didn't do that. That's constraint. Now, if you look at Clinton and if you look at um, uh, Obama, Obama said, we're going to, if you can't end the war in four years, you shouldn't be president. Well, he didn't end it in four years, and they reelected him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate your call. Mike, 
De Quincy, Louisiana, XM Satellite. Are you going to get hit with a lot of flooding there, sir? I think we're going to stay clear of that by about 80 miles. It's going to be east of us. That's that's a close call, man. <laughs> yes, sir. So, real quick, my background is law enforcement, and I've mm-hmm. also contracted for the military in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. We would always put in for supplies and gear, and our supervision would line out on these you know, requests and sign off on what we needed or what they thought we needed. Mm-hmm. So that being said, with Congress sending bills to President Trump, knowing that they're going to be vetoed, what can we or the president do to line item these bills and send them back for a vote? Well, you know, uh, the line item veto was ruled by the Supreme Court as unconstitutional. So you have to veto the whole thing. The whole thing. And actually, the Supreme Court was right. If you want to line on a veto, you got to change the Constitution. But my question, Mike, is why would conservatives and so-called conservatives put the president in that position? Exactly. Because that's and what they just voting. did, or they're trying to do. Yes, sir. And we, we continue to, to vote these people in, and it's like we're always voting for the lesser of two evils. You're right. You know, and until we have strong conservative leadership, you know, step up to remove these old rhinos and these liberals. Well, a lot of conservatives voted this way. Yes, sir. And I'm trying and to explain on the air tonight how wrong they were. That is a, that's absolutely sad for our country. You know, somebody that's been in law enforcement and served with the military, you know, it, it's, it's a shame that we have people like that that are running our country in the ground. And it's, it's like we have our hands tied behind our back and we can't do anything about it. Well, I want to thank you for your uh, your service in various respects, various respects for our country, sir. And by the way, don't hang up. We're going to give you a copy. And then Mr. Producer has to remind me because I can't remember for some reason. All right. Uh, of a signed copy of Unfreedom of the Press. So don't hang up, my friend. Robert, Detroit, Michigan, Sirius Satellite. How are you? Doing well, Mark. Thank you for thank you for taking my call. And yes, sir. before I forget, thank you for just your knowledge in sharing it, uh, both in liberty and tyranny, and especially now on freedom of the press. Thank you. Uh, and we love your show, Life and Liberty and Levin. Uh, so informative every time, every time. Thank you, Robert. Hey, uh, just some observations, uh, like your previous two callers. callers um, for Congress to look at eliminating the element of surprise by our president, not just Trump, but any future president, is just uh, unbelievable. Uh, I think we would all uh, agree that Trump's success... Well, let me just say this. They will say, well, he gets 60 days. Well, you know, maybe the element of surprise needs 70 days. Exactly. Hey, I've got, I've got a niece and a nephew in the Navy... The nephew is a Navy pilot. I want him going in on surprise, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, along those lines, you know, Trump, his success is his unpredictability, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going back to two years ago, when he bombed Syria, hey, he gassed his population. It had been going on before. They knew something was going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he launches the 59 cruise missiles, and what was also a part of that element of surprise, he said, was sitting down with President Xi of China 30 minutes into a dinner and whispered over, we're bombing Syria right now. Remember mm-hmm. that? Oh, yeah. You want to talk about unpredictable, 
everybody in the world sat up, China especially, and said, what are we doing with North Korea? This could happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Thank you for everything you do, Mr. Levin. Robert, thank you, buddy. I appreciate your call very much. Ilya in Leesburg, Virginia, on the Mark Levin app. How are you? Uh, fine, thank you. I'll be very brief. Yes, uh, my sir. understanding is that you know, so far we don't see Saul Alinsky in the conservative movement. So far it's a lot of whining and people keep com- complaining. Mm-hmm. And after that they probably have dinner and forget about it. Or mm-hmm. don't. I agree what with do you. you think? And um, my understanding is that without proper organization, without proper uh, structure and strategy, is so uh, kind of useless because uh, 75% probably of your callers are probably in their 70s. No, and no, 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 no. First of all, we have no way of knowing. But <clears throat> there's no way it's 75%. You just heard a gentleman call. In fact, most of the people the entire program have called are probably not 75. But I don't have any problem with people who are 75. Right, right. No, I'm just What I'm saying is that, um, no, they can be quite useful because they're, um, they can sign the petitions and sign letters to congressmen, whatever. But what I'm saying is that there should be a, a proper... Strategy. There is, there is. It's called Convention of States, Article 5. I've been talking about it now for several years. There's a wonderful organization run by uh, Patty and Mark Meckler. And I would strongly encourage people to get involved in it. Jenny Beth Martin runs the finest uh, Tea Party organization in the country, Tea Party Patriots. I would encourage people to get involved in it. And there's other such organizations, a handful of them in any event. And so they're there. They just need more and more uh, ground troops. Thank you for your call, my friend. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. These days, you go online and get those phony ads hawking health powders and drinks. Grotesque, actually. They have catchy headlines like, Doctors save man with this weird trick. Then you sit through some long video presentation with some guy in a lab coat pitching you the hard clothes, so you buy today. Well, my friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, which includes real, actual doctors and professional human performance experts... They got fed up with all the garbage on the market, and they wanted to create a quality product that actually would improve your health with wholesome, real food. And that's Field of Greens. That's how Field of Greens was born. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. I use this. This is real food, not extracts. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com. It's a long word. BrickHouseLevin, L-E-V-I-N.com. Get 15% off your first order, but you also have to type in the offer code LEVIN. Can never get enough LEVIN. Don't get fooled by phony imitations. This is the only superfood I endorse. Start your day like me with a scoop of Field of Greens. That's BrickHouseLevin.com. Offer code LEVIN. Brickhouse, L-E-V-I-N dot com, offer code 
L-E-V-I-N.com. Now is a perfect time to get it. Johnny, Baltimore, Maryland. How are you, sir? Hey, Mark. I'm doing well. How are you? Very well. Thank you. I haven't talked to you in a while. They they moved you around on the, um, our station here in Baltimore, so i got to listen to you on the satellite. All right. There's always a way to get me. Yeah, and it's always a pleasure because you're the smartest guy on radio. Well, thank you, sir. Well, I'm like your former caller in Louisiana. I'm in law enforcement, retired military. And if our country is being attacked, I don't want them calling racist Rashida or uh, <laughs> AOC. God forbid. Yes. I want somebody that cares about this country and loves this country, and I want them calling the president because he's not going to let anything bad happen to us as long as he can. Mm-hmm. Trust him because he loves this country. He's the first president I remember. I'm 37 years old. I don't remember much of Reagan. I was young. Mm-hmm. But he's one of the first presidents that I remember that really loved this country, and he is the biggest cheerleader we have. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, and uh, he is the commander-in-chief. He was elected by all the people. Nobody's saying give him a blank slate. Just follow the Constitution, and the Constitution uh, empowers a single person, the President of the United States, for a short period of time anyway, to help defend us and protect our military, too. Ladies and gentlemen, God, what, what are we doing? America, just for you.
hope you have a wonderful weekend, folks. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, all law enforcement. Thank you. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. And good night, Gigi. I hope you'll take the opportunity over the weekend to secure your copy of Unfreedom of the Press and to have a wonderful weekend. I really wish you all the best. And good night, Dad. And good night, Mom. And good night, America. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.